This is First Date Stories, the podcast, the show where women in their late 30s, 40s, 50s, and beyond talk all about the first dates they've been on. From the wildly successful to the completely disastrous and everything in between. Here's your host, Jody Klein, founder of FirstDateStories.com. We all take in information slightly differently because our personal experiences influence how we interpret what we see and what we hear. And since men are from Mars and women are from Venus, or so the famed book says, signals can get crossed and misunderstandings can easily happen. This is especially true when you're getting to know someone new. Vanessa knows how easily miscommunications can happen. This episode, she returns to the podcast to share the details of her first date with Liam. She thought the date was going well and looked for clues from him that would confirm it. Of course, he was looking for clear signals too. There was confusion instead. Here's Vanessa's first date story. Hi, Vanessa. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you. You have another story to share with us, so I'm happy that you've come back to tell me and the rest of the listening audience today. I do. I do. There's always something interesting that comes out of these first dates. In case the listeners have not heard about uh, your date with Tony, yes. let's take a moment and share with them a little bit about yourself. Um, I'm 60 years old. I've been divorced about six years now. I've been in the dating world ever since. I am a mother of two grown boys and I'm actually now a grandmother. Congratulations. Thank you. A little baby boy. And um, that's interesting dating and telling men that you're a grandmother. That's a whole nother story. (laughs) This is a newer thing you have to say then. It is. It is. It's a little scary to some men. I was going to ask. Yeah. So how are they reacting? Um, For the most part, well, there are some men that see themselves with younger women. And when you start to tell them you're a grandmother, I think that conjures up in their head just an image of something that is not what they want to date. Um, And I think they worry just like you worry when you're dating someone who might have children, that there's going to be other obligations and things that take you away from the relationship, which to a certain extent is true. Has that caused any men to decide not to date you, not to meet you even? Nobody's been that honest, (laughs) (laughs) but I suspect that it could be an influencer. Because that's really, really superficial. Yeah, it is. But you know, it's a reality. There are so many things that people look at and they say, you know, I have my, my yes and my no columns and something like that puts you in the no column. And if it does, then they're not right for you anyway. If that does put you in the note column for them, they're fools. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. Clearly, Liam is not a fool. Oh, yes. He went out with you, and let's hear a bit about him. Well, the Liam story is really interesting because he almost didn't go out with me. He is um, a little bit older than me. We met on Match. And I went out with him at a time where I was kind of in a frantic stage, having ended a relationship and starting to get out in the world again of dating. And so I had actually lined up a bunch of match dates all in a row. On Um, the same day or the same weekend? Same week. I kind of had date one, date two, and date three. Way to go, girl. Well, you know, it was get on that horse and ride. I didn't want to sit there and pine over the last relationship. Date one was off after the first date. 
you know, it was that obligatory, he came towards me and gave me a kiss, and I was like, oh, what do I do? And date two, when he came towards me, I turned my cheek, because I knew from date one that that was, I was done with him as well. Ended up, he was living with his parents, and that was just something I couldn't deal with, put him in the no category. But those were the first two men then that you uh, yes. met on your yes, on week my... bonanza yes. of dating. Yes. So I had plans to go on date three, the third evening, and I happened to be in an area that was not too far from where Liam worked. So I texted him. We had been talking for like three days on match, and he was very articulate and interesting and insightful and he seemed to be kind of a step above some of these other guys I thought um, but yet he hadn't asked me out so I texted him and said I'm in the area uh, but I have to get home he, I didn't explain to him that I had to get home for date number three and is there any chance that he might meet me for lunch um, or if he had any free time and I said, literally, I said to him in this text to him, I don't know what the frantic urgency is in us getting together, but I just wanted to know if you're around. You made the first move. I did. I, I did. think that's wonderful. And he responded with, I'm not sure what the frantic urgency is either, but I am available until two o'clock today if that works for you. But after two, I need to pick up my kids from school and take them home. So we met. How were you feeling then? You must have been thinking about this as you were driving wherever you were headed. And you must have had this in your mind before. I, or was this completely spontaneous? Um, it was a little bit of both. Because I thought in my head, oh, I should have mentioned to him that I was going to be in the city. But the spontaneous part was like, I am in the city. And I'm really close to you, so maybe we can get together. I think he thought I was a little bit over the top because I said, according to my Google Maps, I can be there at 1238. But he <laughs> responded like, you're very efficient. But, you know, it gave me an exact time, so I told him the exact time I could be there. Yeah, I think I was pushing it a little. Um, and then I think my whole frantic nature just came through in our lunch because I was shoving date 3A in between, you know, 3A and 3B. Um, and I was a little manic. I mean, I was. I was on this master datathon to try and find the next man. And I knew it was a numbers game, unfortunately, on match, and I was going to get my numbers going. It was interesting. He is a very good conversationalist, so he asked a lot of questions, and what I found after an hour of being there with him was that I spoke the entire time and I learned very little about him. But you realized this before the date was over. I just, towards the end, I was like, how do I turn this thing around? And so I did talk to him a little bit about college and it turned out that we both went to the same college and then it turned out that we both went to this, lived in the same dorm or he lived in a sister dorm at college while I was there. Small world. Small world. And so I felt like I was starting to get a little bit out of him about him until I learned that he actually had a crush on my college roommate. What? Yes. On my college roommate and had no recollection of me. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. So he'd been to your dorm room then? Probably. I didn't even think about that. Probably. Um, he probably met you. You probably met him. Probably. You have no recollection of him. No, but I also didn't have a crush on his college roommate. That's true.
crazy small world. It was a crazy small world, and it was this frantic short lunch, and he had to leave, and I had to leave to get to my date, and he had to get to his kids. And, um, you know, the date ended, and I realized that I had just like, blah, 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 blah. You know, you get nervous, and I guess I was frantic and manic and just a little over the top in my dating frenzy. And that was all coming from you in your head. Absolutely. Absolutely. But it was, it was my own self-assessment, right? You know, we do that to ourselves. You know, I looked at my watch and it was now 1.38. So we had had an hour and I said, oh, you got to go. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a mom and I respect that if your kids are waiting for you, you need to go. You can't be out on some first date and be late for your kids because that's just not right. Um, so he offered to walk me to my car, and, and my car was in one parking lot, and his car was close to his office, and I said, that's okay, you know, you're, you are you need to go, and frankly, I need to go. So I said, thanks, it was fun, and uh, I kind of leaned in, now that I had gotten my my experience back of like what it is for these first dates, and you lean in for your kiss or your hug or your something, and he reached out and he gave me his hand and shook my hand. Okay. Yeah. That was not what you expected. Well, it's not what I was hoping for. Uh, certainly not what I expected. But you were giving off these signals that gotta go. My car's over there. Your car's over there. I didn't realize that was any of the things I was giving off. I was just Mm. trying to be a concerned mom. I was just trying to respect his schedule. I was in my head in a different place than maybe he was in his head. Or maybe he was just reading all of my cues in the way that you just described. Isn't it fascinating where you're coming from makes total sense to you. Right. And it makes sense to me too. The actions that you executed and the words that you said could easily be construed another way. Right. By him. Right. Not as thoughtful, but as not interested. Well, and likewise, the handshake was then construed (laughs) as... Exactly. Well, that was a disaster. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So confusing sometimes. It is. It is. And I, you know, I think that's the point of this first date story is that, you know, we totally misinterpreted each other. So I had a girlfriend who was in Chicago who wants to know all about my love life and what's happening. And she knew that I was going on these three dates. And she said, well, tell me about them and send me pictures of each of them. And I said, well, I don't know. I'd have to go back on their sites and screen capture their photos and send them. And she's like, do it. So I did. But I guess when you're on Match.com and you go in and you screen capture and you look at someone's site, it shows that you've been on their site looking at them. They know you read their profile. Again. Again. You visited again. Again. So Liam contacted me and said, I see you were looking at my profile. And I was like, yeah. And he said, "Um, would you like to maybe get together another time and have dinner or something? And I just was honest and said... You shook my hand. You know, I didn't think you liked me. And he said, well, I didn't think you liked me because you kept telling me not to walk you to your car and all of that. So we had kind of a good laugh over the fact that we both misread each other. And and I kind of had justified in my head why he shouldn't like me. You know, I was over-talkative and I wasn't inquisitive about him and I was in a rush and I was so exact in my timing and I had given him all these crazy type A impressions that I'm really not. But what was the impression that he was taking away? Did he share that with you? Well, he said he he liked our time together. He liked my enthusiasm, which was his interpretation, I guess, of my what I thought was over-talkativeness. And just more, we laughed at the 
how we could so misread each other. Because, you know, I thought he was confident and he had kind of a boyish charm. And there was a lot of things about him that initially I was attracted to, but felt like I had totally blown it. And yeah, we're still at this point together and um, have learned to communicate a little bit better than we had. And in fact, he's a great communicator. And we just learned that we can't read each other quite that way. We just have to be open in our communications. But I have to thank my friend in Chicago for asking me to send photos or it would have been the end and I would have had self-doubt and I would have questioned myself and I would have wondered what happened. And, you know, for the longest time I refer to him as Mr. Handshake. Mr. Handshake. <laughs> we have all our match names for all the guys to remember what it was. And to this day, he really is. He's Mr. Handshake. Does he know that he's he Mr. Does. Handshake? He does. Does he give you great handshakes now? <laughs> The best. (laughs) (laughs) There are real valuable learnings from this story, Vanessa. Yeah, I really think so. You know, as women, we are always evaluating ourselves and trying to figure out what we're doing right and what we're doing wrong. And, And I think what it comes down to is we have to be honest. And I probably should have just reached out to him afterwards and said, I sense that you weren't interested in going out again. Is that true? I kind of liked you or, you know, there's nothing wrong with being a little assertive. And making yourself vulnerable Yes. in the process. Yes, because you know what, if the answer is no, the answer is no, but you won't know unless you ask. And I didn't ask, but I guess I did in my own way by screen capturing his picture for my girlfriend. I guess really you have match.com to thank that <laughs> it notifies people when you go check out their profile. Otherwise you and Liam would not be in a relationship right now. That's right. That's right. Thank you for coming back and sharing this story. And I wish you and Liam all the best. Oh, thank you so much. What's your take on this first date story? Do you have thoughts about it? Maybe you had a flashback to a date you went on once. We want to hear from you. Please go to firstdatestories forward slash podcast to post your comments, connect with other women, and listen to more episodes. While you're on the website, make sure to check out the articles about dating longer and later in life. If you have a memorable first date story that you want to share with other women, please go to firstdatestories.com forward slash share and tell us about it. We might invite you to be a guest on a future podcast episode or to publish a short story you've written about your date on our website. After all, that's what FirstDateStories.com is all about, creating a place for women to share our stories and connect around our dating experiences. And now for the legalese. This podcast is for general information and entertainment purposes only, and is not intended as professional advice for our listeners. We suggest that you always consult with your own personal coaches and advisors. First Date Stories does not recommend or endorse or object to the views or topics expressed on this podcast. Also, the names of the guests and the men who they've dated are often changed for privacy purposes. You can subscribe to this podcast at firstdatestories.com, iTunes, or wherever you find your podcasts. First Date Stories, the podcast is produced and edited by Kim Poletti and Lisa Gray of Soundline Productions and is brought to you by Espoir Ventures. Thanks for listening and keep going on those first dates because beyond your next first date may be the long-term love you are seeking.